Welcome to the Social Media Law Podcast. I'm Ian Corzine, your social media creator. I'm on a crusade to help social media creators understand the law and protect their artistic freedom online. Today, I'm going to be joined by George Papadeus from Hoth. Hoth is an SEO company in Florida. SEO specialists really can help out creators and other small to medium-sized businesses in their SEO. We're going to talk about SEO for creators three powerful SEO tips to rank number one on Google in 2020. By the way, if you want to reach me during the podcast episode, feel free to email me at podcast at iancorzine.com. That's podcast at iancorzine.com or hit me up on Twitter at iancorzine. Are you ready? It's live from Los Angeles. It's your social media lawyer, Today, I am very excited to be joined by George Papadeus from Hoth. Welcome, George, to the show. Hey, and how are you today? Thank you for having me. I am doing good. I'm really excited. It's a beautiful day. I'm looking forward to the summer coming up. Uh, I know you are. We talked a little bit offline, and uh, your, your Hoth uh, business is coming up uh, from kind of slow, uh, slowdown, and, and that's really awesome to hear. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, you know it's been a wild ride over the last let's call it six months, and and uh, every business has been affected in their own ways with with uh, the COVID crisis that the world has experienced. But um, you know, like I said at the beginning of of our conversation, we're back and and we're feeling yeah. really good. So um, yeah, re- really excited to talk about what uh, you know the, these three strategies for SEO and and yeah. uh, you know what the Hoth has done not only to exhibit these strategies but but to help our clients as well and and. So yeah, really, really excited yeah. about that. And one one example I have for you guys, yeah. just to kind of kick this off and and um, you know establish some credibility, maybe for, for yeah. your, your listeners. We we have this one client um, that I, I've just been reminded about only because he's um, very near and dear to my heart. When I started at the Hoth, I started as uh, our support manager, which I was our only support uh, person, <laughs> and so I was managing myself. And we had this client that was out of, uh, I believe, Ohio. Uh, that that is a medical client uh, with brick and mortar. And this client was able to u- using our product, services, and strategy from basically two, late 2015 all the way up till now. I saw his name in my in my email inbox, which uh, kind of reminded me of this. Um, yeah. We've been able to 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 help scale his business, where he's been able to really triple um, his his uh, his revenue and open additional. Um, uh, medical services buildings and additional brick and mortars uh, around his local service area, utilizing our products and services, um, as well as a, a little bit of social strategy as well outside of our product suite. So it's just been really exciting to be part of that and, and hopefully get to share more of that in this conversation. Yeah, I want to get into the nitty gritty because I, this is where I get really excited. But before we go on, you mentioned the Hoth and that's your business, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. It's uh, I'm the I'm the chief operating officer. It's not You're my ch- business, but um, I yeah. treat it like it's my business. <laughs> well, so are you guys big Star Wars fans? Is that why you call it the Hoth, or is there another reason? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm personally am, and uh, if uh-huh. if you have another six hours, we can talk about that. <laughs> but uh, no, the original founders of the Hoth uh, were were really intent on making uh, this business customer focus within the SEO realm, there wasn't a lot of customer service or, or a lot of focus on a customer experience. And so Hoth actually started because of, uh, of, of the original owners um, wanting to hit their clients over them with awesomeness. And so that's kind of mm. where the Hoth came from. And yeah. it just stuck. We put a little red monster on it. makes a great logo. Makes a, I have a Hoth tattoo. I lost a bet with the staff. I don't want to talk. No about way. It. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what? Right there. 
Oh my God, I love it. I That's unbelievable. Look at how dedicated you are. This is your I business. Know. Jeez, you gotta, if, you can't, if you can't treat it like your own business, why do it? So uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, we've had a lot of fun and, and uh, we're experiencing a lot of great things, uh, not just for, for us, but for our clients as well. So, no, George, I think maybe because of the internet connection, we, you broke off when you uh, okay. said what the acronym is for Hoth. Mm-hmm. What does it stand for again? Hit them over the head. It's, uh, it's a little violent, but it's, yeah, like uh, we want to, we want to bludgeon our customers with awesomeness. We want to make sure that yeah. when they come into our ecosystem, that they not only feel part of the family and, and they're not only um, having a great experience, but that they're getting the deliverable they expect and that mm-hmm. they're getting the results that exceeds expectations. And they do that for two main ways. That's organic traffic as well as a PPC, pay-per-click? Correct, exactly. So our, our, our uh, main strategy and, and what we've made our bread and butter on is an SEO strategy. Um, but really over the last year, we've developed a PPC product. And so we have a managed PPC product, or, mm. or I should say service, excuse me, Mm-hmm. we offer. And it's it's a mixture of both. It's utilizing um, our organic strategy while also um, taking advantage of our PPC strategy as well. Awesome. Well, we're going to get into that with your three tips. But first off, let's talk about your background. How did you get involved? I mean, obviously, this is this is your job for life because <laughs> there's a tattoo on your shoulder. Not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how did you get involved? How did you start to like yeah. SEO? So it's an interesting story. I, uh, I before the Hoth, I was actually working at Target and uh, doing operational leadership for Target um, in the St. Pete district, and um, really learned a lot. I mean, uh, I was coming straight out of college uh, when when I went to Target, and and um, learned how to lead, how to manage, how to uh, what is it? Manage productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really the nuts and bolts of operational leadership. And uh, I, I figure, you know, I, I've reached my limit with retail. Retail's great. Um, some people love retail. Um, I love I love the idea of retail. I, lo- I love the operations of retail, but overall, it just wasn't me. And and um, to work for that size of a company was a blessing. But at the same time, my entrepreneurial spirit I needed to get out of best practices. I needed to kind yeah. of bloom, if you will. And I found the Hoth just randomly on LinkedIn, page six really? of the wow. operations search on LinkedIn. Gosh. Kind of just came together. It was a uh, you know a business that was doing about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month in revenue, and uh, they're doing well, very well, and. Yeah. Uh, very small team, very lean team, and um, just a few products in the product suite. And and from 2016 to now, we've been able to um, significantly scale our business uh, to where we have 45 people in our, our, our new office that we moved into just a few uh, years ago. Uh, we're doing about $2 million a month in revenue, and um, we're just increasing our product suite really every wow. quarter. So doing wow. some really cool things. Now, do you work uh, globally or just for America or just for Florida? Where yeah, great question. We're mm-hmm. globally. So okay. while our headquarters is in St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, we have clients in the UK, Australia, Brazil, Italy, France, um, name it and we're there as long as we can do business in that country. So um, <laughs> it's, it's, we have a lot of really great clients all over the world um, in every single industry you can think of. Okay. Awesome. So we're going to break down your two main tools and then we'll get tips from those tools. And so I first want to start with a discussion of organic traffic and I'm going to give you a little bit of a lead in. And that is I have one business that depends a lot on organic traffic. And one of the main reasons why is that the original founder really started in the beginning of this whole craze, 2000s, writing blogs on a weekly or sometimes daily basis. And so we were able to establish authority uh, mm-hmm. on the internet. And so as a result, we're really lucky because we get a lot of traffic from that. Can you describe for creators, you know, social media creators on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, they're making money that way, how uh, you can get traffic to their website using organic methods? 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you might have even answered my question just a little bit. I'll stand off that. But <laughs> Sorry about that. It, it all comes down to content relevancy and, okay. and the velocity of the content that you build. And that's really what we start our SEO strategy with, whether it's a website or whether it's just a, a social platform. It's how much rele- relevant content can you put out <clears throat> that shows Google that you're the expert in this space. And we tell our clients, you know, th- this is, you got to think of this as building equity within um, either your website or, or your social platform. It's, you know, it's, it's how I like to say it is you're renovating your bathroom, you're renovating your kitchen, you're putting more into um, <clears throat> where, wherever you're trying to drive traffic to. And so um, the more content you can build uh, that is extremely relevant to what you're doing that shows Google or, or any other search engine um, that you're an expert in what you do and uh, the velocity that you, you do it at and making sure you're releasing content on a regular basis is just so important. And that's, that's step one. That's where we start with our strategy. Now, before we go on, I want to understand this because I've been told this by lots of SEO specialists. They say, mm-hmm. you know, you, you just got to do good content. And what's interesting is certainly a lot of the creators out there who've done websites, who've used WordPress and Yoast and some of those applications can figure out, you know, listen, I can't just put keyword, keyword, keyword throughout the blog and then that's good content. But can you describe for us how Google analyzes whether or not an article that I spent two weeks on and I did it just natural for natural reading, no super duper SEO um, versus an article that I spent a day on. And is Google able to say that two week long article, well-researched, everything like that is better than this, the smaller article that I spent a day on? Yeah. Well, the, you know, the first part is if I was able to speak for Google, I, I don't know if, oh, uh, man, no. if <laughs> I think yeah. we, we'd have a little bit more than $2 million a month in, in revenue. <laughs> However, yeah. to answer your question, you yeah. know, absolutely. Google is able to, they're so advanced with their algorithm that they're able to read content as if it was a human reading it. And I wow. think that's what it comes down to. When we talk about good content, it's, it's, I can write great content on pizza, but if I post that on the landscaping website, it's not going to do anything for it. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. comes down to, to that relevancy factor. Okay. And what we tell our clients and, and uh, you know, what we do as part of our strategy as well is we take a look at not only uh, what relevant content looks like for that niche, but we take a look at the competitors that are supposedly doing it very well. Google has awarded them a, a first page ranking or a top mm-hmm. ranking on the first page. And so we, we just do a, a, a sort of a content gap analysis, if you will, to see what the competitors are doing, what sort of content they're writing, what are they talking about, what are they explaining, how in-depth do they get, and then use that for for really our client strategy. So to answer your question, yes, absolutely, Google. Google can see if you spent two weeks on a, on a piece of content, if it's not relevant, if it doesn't answer the questions that users are asking, they're never going to rank it. Wow, wow, okay. Well, that's great news because that, that does give us hope because one of the problems I always faced is when I'm speaking to, because we have blog writers because I can't write them all, um, when I speak to them, I, I, I want them to not just regurgitate kind of elementary concepts that are relevant, that are relevant, but they're, but actually, you know, we spend a lot of time on our detailed content and we want to make sure that that's, that's a value. We, otherwise, if you just tell us, listen, we just use, you know, uh, uh, third grade language with keywords, uh, then we'll just do that because it's much easier than spending time on it. So it's good to know that you think, uh, that good quality content that a human would appreciate is being appreciated by Google. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it just comes down to, can you answer the question of, of whatever's being searched for and do it better than everybody else? Okay. Now, when you start to accumulate blog articles, and, we're, and this is in the organic section, what ends up happening is you have lots and lots of articles. You know, in our, my business's case, I think we're up to 800. Um, and oh, wow. yeah, and so, and they're, they're well read. Um, mm-hmm. 
do you recommend updating that content as a means uh, to help your rankings continue to be higher? Yeah, I think I think the the short answer. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. The long answer is it sort of depends. Okay. Uh, a lot of industries, you know, we find need that content updated because there's either been, you know, for a scientific breakthrough if you're on, in the medical field or there's been an update to uh, regulation if you're in the law field. And so being able to update that content and show Google that you're staying up to date with um, whatever uh, current events are happening within your niche is extremely important. Um, and then also creating new content that that shows that your business is staying up to date with current events. So mm-hmm. fixing the content that may need to be updated, mm-hmm. um, but then also creating new content to explain what's new, how it's new, and, and what your company uh, is showing to be the expert in the space. Okay. Awesome. Well, I think we talked a little bit about the basics of organic strategy for SEO growth. Now let's move on to PPC, which is pay-per-click. Can you describe for us what that is? Yeah, absolutely. For for us at the Hoth, we offer a, a Google Ads service. It's a managed monthly service uh, for Google Ads, where we help drive traffic to our clients' websites via paid ads on Google. Mm-hmm. Um, we do this in, in a way that uh, we can leverage organic and paid ads at the same time, uh, because if you can be in paid and organic on the first page, now you're in the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way I like to structure PPC is it has its place. You you know whether you're new. Uh, or existing business website, social platform, whatever that may be, um, to have a PPC campaign running is extremely important because if you're maybe on the third or second page of of, uh, of a search result and you're working to get to the first page, you know might as well take advantage of some of that traffic on the first page via mm-hmm. ads. Now, once that that uh, that bucket of money, if you will, mm-hmm. in your budget runs out, then yeah, your ad goes away. And and so I I like to uh, say that you know PPC is sort of like renting a, an apartment or renting a house is that after the lease is over, kind of goes away. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas that's why organic is so important because you're building equity into uh, your business, your website, your social platform, mm-hmm. et cetera. But there's a place for both. I mean, I rent, I'm in an apartment and yeah. and, uh, and there's a place for it. And mm-hmm. so it's just being able to balance both of them um, to, to strategically set your ROI up um, to max out as, as much as it possibly can, no matter what stage of, of your business. Uh, no matter what stage your business is in. Yeah, and and so that, so that I can be clear, um, you mentioned you know Google Ads. Basically, with pay per click, you are paying a fee to uh, have a short blurb and a title rise higher in the rankings than others. Is that is that a very right? Analysis? And and there's a lot of different uh, variations to that. So it's okay. it's you know if you go into a Google search right now, you'll find three to five ads boom right at the top, and it shows a little uh, ticker for an ad. There's also ads at the bottom of the page. You can also bid on ads. On, on the second page and on the third page as well. But really the, the money maker is going to be right at the top um, in those, in, in your first three uh, results will be ads. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's, it's a, uh, it's a bidding system. And so you have a bucket of money and once that money runs out after, after uh, someone outbids you, um, you then have to rely on your organic or you have to update your bid or put money back in. So yeah. um, it's, it's interesting concept and it's something that is, is really difficult to scale, but um, so, you know, if you, if you figure it out, you're, you're definitely in the money. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, it's amazing how much I've learned this past year on PPC. You know, one of the things that I, I started when I first started with my, uh, your social media, uh, lawyer, uh, website and, and for, for YouTube, um, I was doing, I was messing around with Facebook ads and I know that your company, the Hoth is going to be doing, offering, uh, small businesses and creators, uh, Facebook ads, access to Facebook ad campaigns. But one of the things that I never really appreciated was really the, the difference 
for where you use Facebook ads versus PPC. You know, as far as I understand it, PPC is mostly intent based. If I need, you know, garbage cans, I type in garbage cans and then based upon frankly, the money that's spent by the people that sell garbage cans, uh, I will pick one of those. Whereas Facebook ads, a lot of times offer people something maybe they didn't even know they wanted, right? Because they allow kind of a a video, maybe they could do a video, they could do an audio, or they could do an image uh, with a graphic. Um, Can you just describe for us the distinction between when a business needs PPC or Facebook ads, or do you think it's just like organic PPC, you just need them all? Yeah. Uh, my short answer is you need a ball. Okay. Um, and my long, well, I love the way you just described that is, is the difference between a Google ad and a Facebook ad is the Facebook ad is, is sort of showing the reader that this is what you need um, for X, Y, Z. And, and so I would say, you know, the stage that you start looking at Facebook ads and executing Facebook ads is when you have some really great content that you can point those Facebook ads to. And so, it, you know, for us specifically at the Hoth, we utilize Facebook ads for our marketing uh, strategy. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we just use it for pure inbound, inbound marketing. And so we'll, we'll uh, build Facebook ads to really rich content that we have on our site, whether it's a video and a blog post, an infographic and a blog post, a video and an infographic, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. with a very clear and strong call to action at the end of it so that, um, one, we can retain the lead, two, uh, hopefully get the lead on the phone and then close the lead so that they can come into our ecosystem and become part of our family. And so, okay. um, yeah, it, when it comes to Facebook ads, it's, it's being able to create content that's extremely riveting and that will lead to um, capturing the lead and then, and then hopefully closing the lead. Okay. So we've talked about PPC, we've talked about organic, we've talked about Facebook ads. Is there a fourth or are there other ways to advertise online besides those three main ways? Oh gosh, I'm I'm sure. And if I was to start talking about it, I probably would uh, oh, not okay. definitely not be set up as the expert. But okay. you know, we're seeing a, a lot of great um, success, at least for us, with uh, YouTube pre-roll. We do a lot mm-hmm. of pre-roll uh, mm-hmm. for the Hoth, and and for yourself or any of uh, of your listeners, if you go to thehoth.com and and you know you get our pixel, uh, it's going to be following you around. You're going to see the the different Facebook or the different uh, Hoth ads, excuse me. And then when you get on YouTube, you'll begin to see our pre-roll and probably see our. Uh, chief marketing officer, uh, Clayton's face on it. And, okay. uh, and that's been very good for us. And so, um, yeah, to answer your question, the YouTube pre-roll has been extremely beneficial and, and, uh, we've seen some really great ROI from it. Let's talk about YouTube pre-roll. Cause a lot of my creator friends, um, are on YouTube. Uh, that's mm-hmm. where I got my start. Now, when you say pre-roll, are you saying it's an ad before a video? Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay. Yes, a video, so it's a video ad. It's a, it's a video ad before a video. And so, um, you know, you, you really only have those first five seconds to make an impression with the user before they either skip the ad or bounce off and go to another video. And so, uh, mm-hmm. within, you know, what, what we're trying to figure out is within those first five seconds, how can we make such a compelling offer to then drive that user to either to our website or to a social post or some other, you know, linkable asset that we have that ends up capturing that lead. Now, so what you're talking about is the fact that a lot of times when you don't have a you know YouTube premium program or whatever, you have to watch ads. You have to watch at least five seconds of the ad. Is that right? I, something like that. And okay. I don't want to get too intricate because oh, uh, sure. I, I don't I don't do the day to day of the, sure. the pre roll, but um, the strategy, yes, and and uh, oh, okay. I obviously get to see the ROI from that. But and then yeah, oh, a, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, oh no, I was going to say just overall, so we understand. Is it a is it? Would you say it's a cheaper method for advertising and get more eyeballs on it uh, than Facebook? Is that why you would do it? Or 
Yeah, I, you know, cheaper is kind of a, a relative term because it really depends on the niche. It depends on okay. the, you know who you're trying to reach. Um, but in terms of ROI, it's about the same, if not better, than the Facebook ads that we're running. Okay, great, awesome. Well, we'll have to talk about that when we have more time sometime. But now <laughs> I do want to go to your three tips, things that you recommend creators do uh, to enhance and maximize people finding their website online. Yeah. So uh, the first one obviously is content, which we, we spent a lot of time talking about at the beginning of this. Um, yeah. I, I'll say it one more time. Content. If you haven't heard content, <laughs> build your content. Relevant Thanks, content. George. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And then the, the next one is engagement. And that can be taken a lot of different ways. But for us specifically, engagement is being able to have um, uh, third parties reference um, your business, whether it's your social platforms, whether mm. it's your website, we do that predominantly through blogger outreach. Well, we're outreach the third party blogs for our clients to to get a reference on those blogs back to our clients' websites. Or and that would be off page, right? Off page SEO. Off page, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and engagement also, if you're purely social, engagement also is engaging with your audience and being able to, um, you know, source ideas, give ideas, have Q and As, have AMAs, what, whatever that may look like with yeah. the audience. And so engagement is very important. And then the third one would be velocity is everything that, that we've talked about. Keep doing that. Don't okay. stop. We have okay. clients sometimes, um, you know, have really great results from us and, and tell us, you know, we're going to pump the brakes for the next year because our, our results are great. And that's, that's awesome. That makes me feel great. Um, that's, that's what I want for our clients. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, I know that um, I would be re- I'd be remiss if I did not bring up that their competitors will catch up to them because they'll figure out what they're doing um, mm-hmm. and, and start to replicate that. And so the velocity is just so important. It reminds me of uh, back, way back when, when we were doing you know, in-person sales and things like that, you always had to keep your pipeline full uh, because there's also a delay between you accessing people and then people seeing you and then wanting to buy from you. Yeah, I love that. I think yeah. Yeah, that, that's a really great point. So the more you can keep that up, you know, hopefully the, the faster your business grows. Awesome. Content, engagement, and then velocity. Keep being consistent. Keep doing it. Don't stop. Don't stop till you drop. <laughs> or till you get enough. All right. All or right. till you get enough. Yeah. Let's, that's Michael Jackson. All right. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> All right, George, thank you so much for coming Absolutely. on the Social Media Law Podcast. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. And it's, it's been a pleasure. And uh, hopefully we'll talk more about this in the future. Awesome. Well, for all you creators out there, I hope you got some value out of today's talk. By the way, as a reminder, go to iancorzine.com to get all the answers that you may want to your social media law questions. And please remember to subscribe to the Social Media Law Podcast with Ian Corzine. If you could rate the podcast on Apple Music slash iTunes, that would help me skyrocket up the charts. All right, that's enough. Oh, actually, I should give you the, the uh, code. Uh, for the legal templates. That's Ian Big 20. Ian Big 20. All right. Finally, that's enough for today. I'm Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer, and I'll see you all next week.